Welcome back, everyone. This is episode five of Learning Curves with Liss. And on today's episode, we have Rachel Levesque. Rachel is quite a force with her foot in many realms. Burlesque performer, sex positive parent, sex intimacy and relationship coach, Yogini Sans Dogma, a folk herbalist, body worker and a healer, and a dancer. These are a few of the things this magical being embodies. Join us as we discuss being in the moment, trans versus dissociation, burlesque performing and collaboration, tending to yourself as a self in parenthood, and be a fly on the wall as we flex our skills and cultivate connection and embodiment with ourselves and each other when the podcast goes off the rails. All this and more on today's episode with Rachel Levesque. Enjoy. Welcome to Learning Curves with Liss. Together, we will explore an array of sexual and sensual ideas, discover and embrace our authentic selves, all while meeting interesting people along the way. Life is full of twists and turns. The growth and joy is in the curves. Candid convos about life's biggest lessons and finding your bliss with Liss. Hi, Rachel. Hi. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah, it's great to start my morning this way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, what is it, 10? A little after 10 there? It's 10 here. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. <sighs> Getting your uh, tea on, your coffee on? Coffee, yeah. Coffee. I see. That's awesome. So this is my good friend, Rachel, and uh, we're just going to sit down and get to know each other a little bit more. We've already spent quite a bit of time together on our journey through our coaching training, and we've had some little sit down time together with our little glasses of wine. And so today we're just going to wing this and get to know Rachel a little bit more. So with that said, Rachel, I would love to hear what you're all about, what you're working on, what interests you. Just give us a little, who's Rachel right now? <laughs> Rachel right now. Well, yeah. my number one job is being a mother. So I'm a mom and I have two little kids. Um, so that keeps me pretty busy. And then other than that, all my passions and the things that I do that fulfill me are my coaching and I do body work, um, massage and energy work. And I am a performer. I do burlesque. Um, in my own flavor, I do kind of, I bring somatics to the stage. And that's something I'm really passionate about because when I started out as a performer, I was dissociating a lot and really just sort of mm. doing like kind of classic burlesque or the burlesque that fit within my truth rather than doing kind of what feels good for me mm-hmm. so through my work and my training I'm kind of incorporating that into my performances as well so I'm providing for myself healing on the stage and then for others able to witness that and receive if they're open um, but number one my performing is for myself and my growth and um, it's definitely a healing modality for me to heal kind of like my feminine wound and just like mm. being um, being okay, being kind of a sensual, sexual being and sharing mm. that with the world. And I'm not only okay with it, but I'm also proud to share it. 
Yeah, on a that stage. That is really empowering. <laughs> yeah, it's really empowering and really frightening. I get scared every time. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing burlesque? Um, I'm on my third year, so I'm really pretty new to it. On my 35th birthday, I went to a burlesque show, and I was just in awe at the playfulness and the body positivity and the costumes and just how people can just get together and play like that. Mm. And I was just so drawn into building that community for myself. And then I found community just a few, like a week after I went to the show and decided I was going to do burlesque. I found some community and just hopped right in. Yeah, sounds like it. When do you think you started really becoming embodied and performing for yourself and like kind of like shaking off, you know, all of the, you know, oh, I'm on stage, I'm in front of people. When did you start to feel it really sink into yourself and really become part of you? Um, I think it was after my performance, really. It wasn't just through doing this training because I already do energy work. I'm already like wanting to like wanting to be more embodied than not, you know, in yeah. my life. So it was alarming to me when I got on stage and I dissociated because I wanted to oh. be there. I wanted to be there with myself experiencing it. And I got off yeah. stage and I was like, what just happened? You know, it was like very much checked out. So after my first performance, I just started doing a lot of my creative process alone. And that helped mm. me a lot because when I was doing a lot of my creative process with my team and with my troupe, it would just kind of derail my my vision a little bit when someone else would t sort of like take my act and try to like switch it around. And then I would get, I would lose some of my confidence. I would lose some of my empowerment and I would just feel like, oh, I'm, I like their idea, but it's not really mine. And so mm. as soon as I was able to start taking ownership and realizing that my process is pretty quiet and pretty private around my creativity and what I bring to the stage that it's actually through um, listening to music and writing and dancing kind of improv for a while on my own to the music. It's a lot of like with myself in the process rather than yeah. bringing in more um, critique. I realized like I like critique, but I don't like yeah, the collaboration and then the, the critique around my ideas. It was like I, I could feel so confident about my ideas. And then when someone else would give me an idea, I would like all my ideas would kind of crumble. And I realized that uh, I needed I needed to just be more um, honoring the sacred in my process hmm. and then letting the people know that that's my process. And so that was part of the communication. I had to start letting my troop know that that was just part of my process and they didn't do anything wrong, that I actually just needed to have my quiet time and have my creative space be more of a solo journey. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, and they were supportive of, of you doing doing that? Yeah, they are supportive of doing that. And then it's really fun because the day of the show, it's like my acts are a surprise and that feels really fun too. Because really I don't, cool. I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Unless they've seen them before, because I'll, I'll repeat acts. So if they've seen them before, but they change depending on the audience and the energy and the space. A lot of times I'll kind of change my persona slightly or change my energy slightly depending on the audience for every act. So it's never quite the same. And you're in control and you can give yourself that permission to just flow wherever feels good. That's such an, an interesting um, 
way of looking at it because something like that, as we've learned, is learning what your needs are, you know, and there's something a lot of people love collaboration. Um, And some people can take a little bit of it and then it's like, "Uh uh-uh, get off my toes, you know, so knowing and finding that about yourself and knowing that that's your creative process and then expressing that to people and being understood and having your space and your process respected, that's like... That's right in our wheelhouse. And you just applied that to life as with all of the things that we've learned are just their life skills. They're not just for intimacy and sex and in your, you know, your relationships at all. Oh, well, I mean, that is a relationship. I mean, we, I always come back to that. It's, you know, your relationship with the store clerk is, you know, a relationship with your parents, a relationship with your intimate sexual partners. They're all that mutual respect. And this is, these are my needs. And this is what I need from you, if you can honor that and all that. So I love seeing you just apply that and figuring that out about yourself. Because a lot of people don't, or if they do know, they don't have the voice and the the strength to speak their needs. Um, so I know that's something that we work deeply with our clients with is knowing their feelings, sitting with their feelings, and then learning how to express them in a way that um, gives them ownership over their feelings. And I, I think that's really beautiful. It's like a perfect, <laughs> perfect way of, of wrapping into that. Yeah. And I actually love collaboration outside of this modality. Like I oh. love doing tandem massage with other massage therapists. I love like putting together retreats, making food with people. I love even producing shows together and like figuring mm. out whose hands are where and like making sure that all the needs are met of all the performers and the lighting set up and the fog machines are filled and, you know, doing the backstage stuff too. I love collaboration around that. It's just my creative process. Like I'm realizing that it's more potent for me to receive the healing and for me to stay in my body if it's really true to my experience because my performing for me and the audience gets (laughs) and I hold that here to my heart that it's for me yeah that's beautiful I love that you just creating this little space for yourself and truly the expression is all your own and you know I mean how do you think that kind of relays into your more intimate settings do you kind of do you enjoy cultivating that space like in like a trance kind of way um with with partnership if if you feel comfortable sharing (laughs) yeah I'm definitely a trance person Mm. in my sexual self and even just in life like I have this art piece above me here and I kind of like there we go there um Mm. it I'm really like ethereal, really trancy. And so even my creative process is very ethereal. Even like I, per, when I perform, I'm in a trance state, not dissociated though. There's a difference. So like you mm-hmm. can be in the trance state and then get dissociated, but it's not dissociation. And I've worked in therapy to figure that out, to figure out what feels like trance and what feels like dissociation. So yeah, I'm definitely in a trance state. Um, a lot of the time in my life, I think, and it feels really good. And I'm still able to be aware and be alive. And, but I'm also thinking about this music over here and creating this art in my mind over here and thinking about my coaching um, and figuring out ways to stay in my body while I'm having conversations and using my voice. Yeah. That's been a big challenge. So the trance thing is definitely part of who I am I think yeah Yeah, 
I think growing up in nature, I just have been surrounded by so much beauty and like spectacular life force around me um, that I've just learned how to like tune into a lot at once, you know, and just feel through it through my body rather than just with my eyes and my head. And so, yeah, I'm a very sensory person and I have a lot of just pleasure in my body all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes it feel like, oh, I could just be in a trance and just enjoy this moment right now. That's incredible. Yeah, I it is. It's definitely a different way of of thinking. Like like right now, I've got headphones. I'm hearing you in my ears. I'm seeing you in a little square box on my computer, but I'm sitting here in a chair that's like not super comfortable. I am, you know, running this podcast and having to be like in podcaster mode kind of a kind of a thing. So it's yeah, it's very easy to get disconnected and get into and getting out of out of yourself but into yourself at the same time and it's like I feel like I'm here with you but it's a a practice for me right now because I'm like oh you know is this recording is how is the mic picking up you know there's cars going by outside the window I'm like but I'm here with you but it's you know there's a difference of like yeah like we're obviously we're on a zoom call it's just you and me but like really where am I (laughs) you know sometimes sometimes I don't really know and there definitely is that awareness of where are you? Are you in your head? Are you in your body? And like, what are you bringing to the table? Like, what energy am I bringing to you right now? What energy are you bringing to me right now? And as we've learned, even over Zoom, there's a lot of energy that can be transferred. And there's a lot of um, sensual and very deep connective energy that you can cultivate on on the daily, on the fly, on the train, yeah. on the plane. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm feeling all that in my pelvic floor right now. Like the Ooh. way you're just like, Woo! it's all okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. And I'm like, I'm feeling like more connected with you because like we've had these, I'm, I feel like I'm like tapping into the times where you and I have connected. And I think that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, it's easier to do with your long-term partners because you've you know, you've touched genitals and you've been in this like euphoric state with them. Um, but not all connection is of a sexual nature. You and I have never been in the same room together, but yeah. we certainly shared some really hot energy. And that's something that comes from inside you. And you. Yeah. yeah. And you as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it reaches through a little, what is this like? four by three square on zoom and you know it just you can cultivate that it's just really really powerful what you can really stir up from yourself when you do start to get into your body and I can imagine how that portrays in your creativity and being with yourself on that stage I mean I imagine a show with you you know your first show where you were disembodied and I'm sure there's a lot of sensory things it's like oh is this state what what does the stage think is my costume coming together do I remember what I want to do next all of those things and it comes with practice and getting comfortable with like the outside forces of everything so then at your sixth show you're not even on a stage you're just playing with yourself yeah, I still play with my audience. They're there for me. Like That's I am beautiful. still like, hey there. Like I even incorporated <laughs> some touch in my last act Ooh. that I at a private party. I had a knife under my left breast, and I had a woman come up and take the knife out from under my shirt and hand it to me and cut a part of my costume. 
And so I do incorporate bringing people in to my experience because I want people there with me. (laughs) I want to feel like, oh, they're here and they're getting it. And they're here and they're sort of like, need me to give them a little bit more over there. So I'll kind of make some eye contact and do a move or do something. So yeah, I'm always here with the others, even in my performances. Yeah. That's really incredible. What we learn in school too, like staying with yourself while being with others has really, really translated on stage for me, staying with my while being with others. And my first act was amazing, like move wise and like musicality, my costume was like amazing, but I wasn't there, you know, like my Mm. body was there and I was doing the moves and even I was making the facial expressions that I practiced like in front of the mirror a million times. Um, but when I looked at the pictures, I was like, that looks like I'm there, but I'm not. And I, I had oh. sadness about it. I had sadness about the dissociation and like, wow, everyone else got to see that. <laughs> An experience. It's almost like you you do, you just, you're, you're floating through life and not really soaking it in. Yeah. You know, I, I experienced the same thing. Like, uh, you know, we had talked, you know, with these deep conversations, like even conversations that I've just had recently with my partner. I'm like, wait a minute, what actually happened? Like what was said? Cause I was there, but you know, you're, you're just so raw and you're trying to connect. And like, I, even myself, we've been, we've been going through training. It's, it's a, it is, it's a, it's a practice. And like the more that you can get that connection, then you can really bring people in. And I love how you're saying that about like, when you are on stage through the embodiment with yourself, like, yes, like you're, you're, you're whole and you're there and you're present and your cup is full and you can bring people into that with you and really feel that connection even stronger when you're not like teetering or trying to connect with yourself more and like you just really get into that flow state mm-hmm. wow yeah really yeah. A lot. yeah yeah I love that yeah but it, it really does come down to I just this is an aha for me the staying with myself while being with others like I hadn't mm-hmm. really like put effort into it but that is how I frame it you know, in my performance and even just in life in general, like staying with myself and not deserting myself has been a really powerful thing. Cause I think even through dissociation from trauma, um, I see it as deserting myself. I can't speak when I'm dissociated very well. You know, I can't show up the way I need to when I'm being challenged. So it's like, that is a constant for me. It feels like one of the most powerful. How do you feel that shows up like as far as motherhood? And staying connected with yourself as an individual and a sexual being. It has helped me around like the mom guilt too that mm-hmm. I experience sometimes when I do something that's not with them. I'm always reaching out in different directions, you know. So mm-hmm. I am doing things without them and they don't want to do everything that I do, you know. So <laughs> I, have, I have to realize that when I take that time away that I'm like filling my cup and like being authentically myself and not this like shell of a human that's a mom, you know, because that's how it feels like if I'm constantly just like, forget Rachel, forget Rachel, forget Rachel, and then showing up and doing everything my family wants me to do. And then I just end up being really unhappy and then it affects them, you know? And so for me, it's like the staying with myself while being with them, realizing like I have to be a self, you know, I have to be a self too. And I had a really selfless mom and she was really 
be miserable a lot of the time. So staying with myself while being with them helps me incredibly be a better mom and incredibly not carry that load of guilt around. My therapist said something recently about you don't have to be the manager. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And I was like, okay, (laughs) let me try that. So I a little voice in my head sometimes like you don't have to manage this. There's you have a partner, you have support systems, like you don't have to manage this. Yeah. And, you know, they might not realize it now in their life, but I'm sure looking back, you know, two versions of this where, you know, you aren't embodied and keep carrying and filling your own cup as a mom, as Rachel, and then the version that you're doing now and doing all of those things, your kids can look back and have like a tremendous example of self-care and individuality and, you know, not losing yourself in motherhood, which is, I mean, I'm not personally a mother, but you hear, you know, from plenty of mothers that, you know, I live for my kids as you should, you know, but you, you lose yourself. You don't take the time to light some candles and take a bubble bath while while your partner watches the kids for a half an hour. Like just the little things to just refill in your cup because you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And I'm sure that resonates and is extremely felt. That's huge for kids. You know, I mean, I wish um, in my own experiences that I had parents that did that. Yeah. Because you yeah. feel it. Yeah. I always wanted to be a mom and I always knew that I'd like do it in my own way. Um, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see kind of like the social pressure pressures around how moms should be, or I don't know if it's self-imposed judgment on my own behalf, but I definitely think there's like a world of kind of harsh judgment towards mothers, um, yeah. <laughs> that feels intense for me, but being in an individual and not getting into that, like martyr mom, that's so glorified, you know, yeah. like give everything up, give up career give up your art give it all up it's only 18 years you know (laughs) give it up for only 18 years and I'm like yeah I'm not gonna do that I dabbled in it the prime of your life it's like those two things overlap and and they coincide at the same time that was part of my decision making and deciding the kids were swiftly moving off the table for me and I always wanted to be a mother I know we talked briefly you know before this and this this rears its ugly head and that's been something that my partner and I have had to talk about and in conversation and you know that's my stuff it has no bearing on him whatsoever but there's a major grieving process for me as far as sitting with those feelings and it's okay for me to be upset and like kind of mourning that life path going by the wayside kind of thing. But it is absolutely my choice. And, you know, it's not like it's your decision. Like you can't be upset about it. You can't have feelings about this. Like, no, there's a lot of freaking feelings and they get triggered. But knowing that that's something that is a safe thing for me to feel within my partnership and that's a recent more recent like solidified discovery I've always known this but like you go through these processes with a partner and when they show up for you it's a lot better to say like I'm having feelings and guess what they're mine and I'm really gonna freaking have them and that's okay it's okay there's nothing wrong about it it doesn't label like regret all over it or anything of that nature but I think that's just another big thing in the work that we do is just permission to have feelings 
And I, love, I mean, for yeah, for everyone. But um, you know, and there's an element that is more important in, in my style of of coaching is a lot of emotional permission, specifically for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people in general. There are plenty of people on across the spectrum that you know, with their upbringing, feelings were either diminished or they weren't heard or feel uncomfortable sharing their feelings or can't tap into them. But as a societal standard, it's air quote not okay for men to have feelings so I love the aspects of this work that is permission yeah to feel what you're gonna feel yeah I celebrate the heck out of every little feeling especially men in my office like celebrate the heck of like like them having a, a word that goes with the feeling not just like I don't know I'm having a feeling but I don't know what to call it like when they give a word I'm like yes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, vocabulary that they want to have. Even I've noticed with yeah. my clients, like they don't know what they want to have because it's like, mm-hmm. well, I haven't had feelings. I don't know what I want, what yeah. feelings I want to have. Well, they haven't had feelings modeled, and I think a lot of this yeah. too is permission. But it, vocabulary is part of that permission. Yeah, yeah. What interests you and has drawn you to the actual sex and intimacy relationship coaching what is your like playground who do you who inspires you to want to work with and what brings you joy from this work mm. i'm kind of all over the place of who inspires me right now i'm still in my self discovery yay but i've enjoyed working i have a couple senior clients working with some older crowd and that's been amazing and queer community inspires me and obviously mothers working with mothers because I am a mom I think those are my like so far my favorite (laughs) people to work with (laughs) for genres of humans to work with yeah those are the ones where I get the most excited and Mm, that's that's really beautiful what's recently sparked something in you any recent uh I mean, obviously, besides going through yet another dramatic training and expanding your beautiful self, what's something recently that is a, a learning curve that, you, that you've hit on, that you've expanded on, that's just in a, been a big, I know you mentioned an aha moment earlier, but what's something that you can look back on right now and that just grabs you as, man, I'm really proud of that and I'm so glad I figured that out and found this? Um. I don't like to claim I figured anything out. That's I'm having a little <laughs> trouble with this question. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> but um hmm. Yeah, can you say the question again and leave out the I figured it out part? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's like the part that you heard. You're like ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just really curious about, you know, recent curves that you've been through and, you know, revelations and life shifts or, you know, this podcast is all about the big changes in life and, you know, different phases of life. So I'm really essentially curious what has formed people into who they are so i i'm I'm just curious about you i think that's the i think that's the the meat and potatoes of the question i just want to get to know you more yeah and i see how you're weaving into your into like your mission of like the curves that we go through and i see that so yeah i want to lean into that and i guess 
right now where I'm at and what I'm figuring out. And like, cause I feel like it's a constant process of figuring mm-hmm. things out. Like I may think I call it fake woke. I may think I've had it all figured out and then something <laughs> will happen. And I'm like, I didn't have that figured out, but I had it figured out for that moment. So yeah. in the moment I am balancing, I am working on the balance of all my hats, you know, mm-hmm. performing, working motherhood. And it's new because of the pandemic is starting to open up and I'm starting mm-hmm. to actually perform again. And I'm starting to work with teams of productions and different things. So I'm starting to look at the new balance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so there's so much potential really in figuring it. that out. Yeah. Well, you're not alone in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's, that's, you know, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull some somatic of feelings into this right now. Cause yeah. it's again, like I'm wearing the new hat of figuring out how to podcast and all of that. So I feel like I'm being a little performative right now. There's, yeah. a, there's an element to that in this. And I feel like you might be feeling that too. <laughs> a little, Maybe. you have your podcaster voice. I hear yeah, it. <laughs> I have my, my, my podcaster voice on. That's fine. So I kind of <laughs> want to shake that off for a second and just yeah. like, look. You know, we don't have to have things figured out. And I'm just really enjoying seeing your face and being here with you. I just want (laughs) to speak to that for a second and Uh, just continue to get to know you because that's what this is all about for me. And I'm excited to be here with you. So microphone and Zoom be damned right now. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Aw, I love that. And I'm noticing also I'm going into somatic feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm just noticing that I hope something that I said about um, not having having it figured out I hope you didn't feel like projection because I really own that as my experience yeah no I I felt that that was your experience and that really kind of um, it woke me up you know a little bit and I feel like I'm I'm already I'm getting down into my body a little bit more and like I said like microphone and zoom be damned at this moment they're not even on for me I just that that really helped me because screw that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not connecting with everybody out there right now. Rachel's right in front of me and I'm going, I'm going to give her all of me right now. So sorry guys. <laughs> that feels so right good. Right now. Yeah. yeah so good. I, I oh, my palms got sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> my palms got sweaty. Oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel a little, I've, I'm feeling more connected to you now and that feels really good for me. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> Good, I get to stare at your little booby, booby mug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, God, like I got, just got a little teary and yeah, my palms got sweaty and, you know, it's just like shaking off, shaking off this other nonsense. And, but that's what it is. I'm here to connect with you and that's what I want to do right now. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> How I are you feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling I feeling con- connected, but heat in my body. Like there's yeah. heat in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> my chest, my pelvic floor. As I'm talking yeah. about the heat, my pelvic floor is like doing a little like rumble, a little yeah. tingle. I love how um, connected you are to your body. Like my pelvic floor is like not even here right now. She's she's out having a tea downstairs, I think. No. <laughs> I think just the acknowledgement of what's going on in my body, my pelvic floor, my pussy is just like, oh, you're here. Thanks. Hi. <laughs> Just like a little uh, wave. <laughs> just a little. I love that. Oh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really feeling called to connect with you more right now. Mm. That's, that, that's where, that's where I'm at. And it feels good just to, we're going to be, I'm going to be quiet. 
in this yeah. space with you. Yeah. Counterintuitive, but... <sighs> yeah. <sighs> My palms are so warm and sweaty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to put my hand somewhere because like, I'm going to put them right where I got my shot yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give your, give your body the heat some feels love. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times when I feel energy in my hands, it feels like, like I'm in the right place or I'm like hmm. safe to share myself almost because my hands are how I work with body work you know yeah. and so when I feel a lot of energy in my hands it's like a feeling of purpose for me Ooh. in my body the feeling of like oh I can do something right now and there's a lot of purpose and a lot of energy in my hands mm -hmm. which means like I'm in the right place doing the the right thing and there's a lot of energy coming from yeah. me about it yeah yeah I feel much more dropped in just like just not like acknowledging mm -hmm like the truth of the situation right now. Like, yeah, we're sitting down to record this podcast right now, but, you know, you know, like we experienced this weekend, like life in real time. Yeah. And just like dropping in and connecting. And, you know, this is what we want to model through coaching and what we want to live or I want to live and want to model for people is how to just be like – go from like burr, 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 in that performative to really dropping in and what are you feeling right now and it's a practice for me yeah. to really like get out of my head and into my body and you know I feel safe to do that with you mm. yeah the phrase dropping our story comes yeah. into my mind of like when we meet each other we tell a story about who we are and why mm -hmm. we're um that's as big for me. To a place where we can drop our story with mm. each other and just be in the present. Oh, yeah. It feels so good for me because, like, I don't know if, if you do this, but I do this thing. Like, if someone's uncomfortable, I think I did something to make that happen. I make like oh, make yeah. it about about something I did, and I like I need to do something to make them better, you know. And yeah, in the story, or if they're seeming nervous or uncomfortable. But as soon as we drop our story and connect in the real time and the real feelings, that yeah. is my sweet spot in connecting in intimacy. Yeah. Dropping my story, mm -hmm. not putting my story onto somebody else saying that they need yeah. to fit in or fit into my story somehow, you know, it just or takes they the need to do something to manipulate your feelings or like yeah, or to, to get into my or create or anything. Like it's just yeah. live, living and speaking your truth you know, people knowing my story and knowing who I am and feeling heard and being accepted and wanted and am I doing this right and all of that type of stuff. Those are big core wounds, core desires and fears for me. So there's an element of like, yeah, I want to do I want to do the podcasting thing right. And like, let me ask the questions and keep it going and everything. But I was feeling so disconnected. And it's not all the time. Like I've done a couple of these now. And sometimes things just like flow and, and all of that. But, you know, every single person is different. And where I'm most comfortable with you is like right here. You know, we've had some deep connection and all of that. And like, I feel like I'm dropping back in and just being able to share like you know what I just need to take this fucking hat off right now I'm not doing this 
Yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm imagining weaving too. Like we do weave our story into yeah. the present moment feelings mm-hmm. anyways. And so yeah. for me, it's like the trying and the doing. Yeah. I've been using that concept a little bit in therapy, like the trying and the doing and the trying voices and the doing voices and the trying yeah. feelings the doing feelings and like I want to be in the not only the doing just being you know the being yeah. uh, like the selfness that is in that present moment but there is the weaving of like our stories are important and mm-hmm. it, it is important to weave in to deep connection and also honoring yeah. our stories and our experiences and it's the authenticity you know I feel like I'm way more authentic right now I just like totally ripped the podcaster hat off and not yeah. worry about any any of that. Feeling someone's authenticity and them just being themselves fully in the moment and expressing themselves and who they are, mm. for me, has really been a very permissive thing. Yeah, I really struggle with being understood and getting my story because I've had trauma that's happened to me that has formed who I am, who's sitting right in front of you. It's been a process and learning and growing for myself through the training and everything that we've done. So it's much easier for me now mm-hmm. because I can be embodied and I can share that space and energy with someone. I'm understood in a different way. I'm felt in a different way. And I feel felt and I've felt others in a different way. I feel you right now in a much different way than mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. And that's because I connected to myself first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just basking in not only what you said, but your energy right now. So I'm feeling a little. I'm speechless. so hot. Yeah, I'm feeling a little speechless. <laughs> just all the like, there's like grace and beauty and connection mm-hmm. right now in this moment, and I'm feeling that just yeah in my mm-hmm. body. It's like just tingly, warm. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood that until right now because every time we would be doing practice exercises and all of that and like really doing this work with other people and making these deep connective bonds with other people, I would get so hot and sweaty and I'm like the windows open and it's 40 degrees outside. Like I should (laughs) not be hot and sweaty right now, but that's coming from within and it is that connection. I wasn't feeling that before. And as soon as I was like, okay, hat off and Rachel, fuck it. I just want to connect with you right now because that's what that's what this is like. Ugh, like I just needed that reminder, and now I'm like a sweaty, gross mess. <laughs> so connected. Like, you look too so fresh to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like palms. It's definitely like it's I resonate with what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's like the hot hands. Like they need to do something. Like my thighs are chilly. I'm gonna put them on my thighs. Yeah, I'm putting them I'm on gonna... my knees. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, hot hands. Yeah, my mentor, she's in her 80s. And she always loves to talk about my hot hands. (laughs) I think it's so cute. She'll like, we'll be at the co-op at the natural food store. She'll be like, talking to a friend touch her. She has hot hands. You know, like she'll ha- <laughs> have me like touch her friends. <laughs> Cause then with, when I'm her friend, we share that connection to where mm. she brings that heat and that connection and we're able to meet each other there. So when I'm with her, my hands are hot. And I try to tell her, I'm like, it's us that makes my hands warm. You know, it's like our Ooh. healing that we share and the presence that we share 
It doesn't happen everywhere. You know, it doesn't happen in everything that I do. It just happens that when I'm with you, you're you're one of my people that helps bring out that that feeling of like, I'm (sighs) in the place. I have purpose. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much calmer in my body right now. Hmm. And that's the difference in this, too, is why it's such a kind of a juxtaposition of, like, the whole podcasting thing. Like, we're here to talk. We're here to make noise and, like, keep it going. And that performative type of type of thing, not that it's always, like, a performative thing, but it, it is. It's a different, you know, we could sit in a room together for the last hour and not say a word and have an entire conversation and go through any number of ranges of feelings and emotions and sensations and you know you don't need words for that yeah Mm. juicy 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 Mm. (laughs) oh oh my gosh i'm gonna take this with me for the rest of the day Mm. how are you feeling rachel (sighs) i'm feeling grounded and yeah I um it's reminding me of like in the past I've done like purpose partners where we call each other in the morning and we talk just to set like our tone for our day and it's like like, it's like an accountability partnership but it I like purpose partners better it sounds better than accountability accountability purpose yeah purpose partner and so we just call each other in the morning and have a connection of like, let's Aww. breathe together. Okay, so what are we working on today? And we share and then oh. like check in about the days before when we didn't meet. And sometimes we meet every day. But I've done this yeah. with my mentor before oh. when we were on like not only business things, but even through my parenting and moving mm-hmm. and stuff, just sort of like staying connected to our days yeah. and our bodies and, and helping stay connected through each other, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes words do have power. And when you put that intention yeah. verbally out into the world, like, yeah, there, there is that, like, it's that permission to like, okay, I'm not going to be lazy today <laughs> and I'm going to do something that's beneficial for myself and it's okay to not like self-sabotage or like, you know, and yeah, like the accountability part, there is an essence to that. My, my partner and I have recently been talking about that. Like, actually, today, later in the day, we're going to tour a gym. You know, with weight is something we both struggled with. And I actually was like, okay, I'm going to put this appointment that we're going to go look at this gym today in my calendar for 530. And I'm not just going to put, like, gym or go look at gym. I'm going to go say, you know, go to gym with Adam. Because mm. it takes me out of it a little bit and it puts him into it. And it's something I want for both of us. Mm-hmm. And it so it just twists it ever so slightly yeah. that it is that permission and that little bit of accountability that it's like, okay, for me, probably wouldn't have done it just for me. And I know that about myself, but to do something collaborative and good for both of us and good for him completely changes it around for me so like those little figuring out those little things and conversation and connection and it's been it's been really huge for me (laughs) yeah it's reminding me I think I'm ready for another round of purpose partnership with someone of like Mm. not necessarily daily because that was that I think that burned me out a little bit I'm thinking like a weekly but I also liked through the purpose partnership was like oh did you 
do that self-care thing that you did. You said you were going to do last week. And then like my partner would say, Oh, did you get your massage? You said you were going to do. And Mm. I'd be like, I put that, that's the only thing I put off, you know? And so she'd remind me like, make the phone call. And it didn't feel necessarily like punitive or anything. It really felt like, Oh good. Someone's got, someone's remembering how to take care of me for a minute. And someone cares about you. Yeah. So that yeah. felt really good. I'm just remembering when she called me out. She's like, did you get that massage last week? I'm like, no, <laughs> I still yeah. need it. Too. Or did you yeah. go to the chiropractor? Or did you go to your eye doctor appointment? Did you make that appointment? <laughs> Doctor's appointments. That's my, my yeah. partner and I. That's the big thing. I feel like I'm his secretary sometimes, which is just gonna be a little fun where I'm just like, did you call the doctor? Did you do this? And he's like, I will, I will, I will. And I'm like, I'm really, I'm not trying to bug you. I am not saying you by not doing it that you've done something wrong. I am just trying to show up for you and give you that little reminder sometimes because like I'm the same, I, I, like I'll see something pop up in my phone and it's like, do this, do this, do this. And now it's like when you see something every day, it's like you don't even see it. It'll be the next day and you're like, didn't I get an alarm for that? Wait, what happened? Where did it go? And you're like, oh, it did go off. I just completely just snooze dismissed. And, you know, so sometimes it's easier and it feels good. Like I'm a caretaker and I want him to take care of himself and I want me to take care of myself. And it's easier for other people, though. (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to share when you said you were his secretary. At first I was like, oh, man, she's got all that work to do. And then then I was like, oh, that's actually really sexy. I just wanted to. I just imagined you in a pencil skirt, just like being a secretary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. I like to to caretake and, you know, that's, it feels good for me in a a non-misogynist way of me being his secretary. You know, I mean, he works his ass off. (laughs) And, you know, um, I love him. Why would I not want to? care and support and within my capacity as his partner and a human another human being yeah yeah it feels good and yeah it's pretty sexy <laughs> definitely also pretty sexy <laughs> yeah as soon as I tuned into you it felt sexy when I tuned into me I was like oh that sounds like a lot of work and then I tuned into you I was like oh that, I heard the, your tone and the way you yeah, were holding yeah. your body and I was like oh that's actually sexy <laughs> Well, this felt really good. That was a really fun realization for me and a and an interesting practice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take that forward into my day and be way more embodied and thank you for being on that journey with me and showing up for me and and all of your beautiful, amazing, energetic self. <laughs> thank you for including yeah. your beautiful fun path that you're on with your podcast and coaching and feels really special to be included and and just be in this moment together yeah for me too I'm I'm really happy to I'm just happy to have you on my screen again like I said everything else be damned I'm just I'm happy to have more time with you you're on the other side of the country like I can't like we can't go get a coffee or you know So next time we do this, I'm going to, I'm going to plan and we're going to have like a little, we'll do our little wine, <laughs> our little wine zoom again or something soon. Sounds fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to plan it not at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll find it. We'll find another time and just take some space just, just for us. You guys aren't invited. It's just Rachel and I. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but with the end of this, because I don't want to take up any more of your time, I want to be aware of your capacity and let you get back to your day. Um, where can people find you if you want to be found? I'm just happy you're here with me. What are you up to? The floor is yours, my dear. Mm, um, still becoming findable <laughs> I don't have a website anymore I have business cards I'm kind of old school um but I am on Instagram at becoming themselves um mm-hmm. that's my coaching business and there's like three photos of me and I'm starting to write content and plan to put it on there but it's not there yet so follow me and then when things start to get rolling <laughs> you'll start to see it I'm there I'm on the precipice I'm getting the internet. I'm a, I live in a small town. So business cards and word of mouth are my number one marketing tool mm-hmm. um, because of the small town vibes. And there's like some people don't even have, don't even have internet at their house. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm in the mountains. Good for yeah, them. Yeah. I'm in the mountains, but I'm in Nevada city. So it's still like a little city, but it's mountains. Mm. Also uh, my burlesque um, Instagram is Misty Rodica. So you can find my burlesque persona on there. And there's a lot more content there for my burlesque part of my persona. Yeah. Which I'm is, going right there after this. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> pictures. Yeah. And then on my Facebook page, just Rachel Levesque, you can see a lot of my performance stuff and then things about motherhood. And I write a lot of poetry and kind of mm-hmm. in the moment thought ramblings and share that on my Facebook page. So it's just Rachel Levesque on Facebook and Fantastic. City. Yeah. Oh, well, if you guys happen to be in her small town, hit her up because I have a, I have a feeling that's a really wonderful place to be, <laughs> especially right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. The river's gorgeous year round. Mm. The river is gorgeous here, the Yuba and mm. beautiful people, beautiful place. And yeah, hit me up. I'd always be down for an adventurous walk with a new friend. So, yay. All right. Thank you so much, Rachel. This was a lot of fun. Thank you.